chief of police, Mark Saunders, decided to walk back that idea of the gray, uh, rolling out all of the gray uh, police cars and changing it from the white to the and the white and red and blue police cars that we find ourselves with now. I couldn't be happier. Thank you so much, Mark. Mark Saunders, everybody. Last night, John Oakley had him on the show. And uh, here's what he had to say. And I sat down and thought, you know what? This is a distraction. I need to go back to the drawing board, start over again, and figure out what we need to do, where we need to go, and why we need to go there. Whenever I'm going to make any changes to equipment or clothing, I should consult with the board. And uh, that was something I bypassed, and, and that was something that I will now do. And uh, hopefully we will get it right. But in the meantime, we'll suspend on uh, making any more of the, the vehicles uh, gray. Yeah, I won't just uh, arbitrarily pick a color because I think it looks cool. Because that's, that's what he's saying you did. I don't know that I believe that. I think it's awfully uh, convenient to say that. Now I picked the color because it was cool, but uh, you guys have decided against it. You know, I know I heard a lot of people saying this is a waste of money. I don't think so. I think it's important, and I'd like to thank Carol for emailing at 640toronto.com. Kelly at 640toronto.com yesterday. Carol thinks that, Chris, that we had something to do with this because we went on air when we first... I think we've been on air several times talking about how we don't like the idea of a police car that is stealth. I don't mind if you have got unmarked cars. I get it. Mm -hmm. That's fine. But the whole rolling out the whole... um, fleet of, of unmarked police cars yeah. or, or marked police cars that look like they're unmarked, I didn't like that at all. You know, we need, we have a little bit of a, a problem with community relations here in Toronto and our police, so uh, I think that was the be- the wrong way to go. I like to see a cop car in my neighborhood. It makes me feel safe, and if I can't see them, it's hard to feel safe. I like to see a cop car on the highway. It makes me slow down. <laughs> no, but that really, too. that's the whole, it, you know, it's about making us, It's it's about... Us checking ourselves, you know, you not everybody's going to get a ticket for speeding, but if you keep yourself in check because you see a cop, boy, that is going to uh, that's going to help out. That's for sure. Keep the roads safer. Uh, so thank you to the eight cops that I saw yesterday while driving in on the lakeshore. Be they on motorcycles, be they on bicycles, or be they on horseback? Be they on? They beasts. slowed me down, baby. <laughs> Anyhow, wow, I'm full of it today. Ah. Like, I'm really peppy today. I don't know what's going on. Hour one, it was like, got me revved up for the show, Chris. Mm, cocaine. Bobbing it. It was not cocaine. <laughs> no. You're saying it's my radio cocaine? I'm it's just the saying, I, no, no, there's something in your coffee, <laughs> is what I'm telling you right now. You poured before, it for me, so what did you put in my coffee? <laughs> what is in my coffee? Uh, sad news last night, I uh, learned of uh, Leonard Cohen's passing. He actually died on Tuesday. But we uh, found out about it yesterday. The world found out about it yesterday. He was 82 years old, and he knew he was going to go. And the reason why he knew he was going to go is he was basically battling cancer, uh, unbeknownst to most of us. And uh, only, you know, a few close people knew about that. And he also had uh, some uh, significant spinal fractures that apparently were incredibly painful as well. Uh, He sat down with someone from the New Yorker magazine who I'm so jealous of because with the opportunity to talk to a great like Leonard Cohen would be something I would jump at at any point in my life. If, you know, if had I been given the opportunity, he was not handing out interviews. Um, But this this happened last summer. He traveled from uh, New York to California where Leonard was living, and he sat down to have a very frank and interesting conversation with Leonard. And here's what Leonard said about new material. There's a great deal of new material that uh, I haven't sorted out. 50 or 60 unpublished poems. There, there are songs halfway through that are not bad. 
listen to the hummingbird whose wings you cannot see. Listen to the hummingbird. Don't listen to me. <laughs> listen to the butterfly whose days but number three. Listen to the butterfly. Don't listen to me. Listen to the mind of God, which doesn't need to be. Listen to the mind of God. Don't listen to me. Uh, so, well, it's halfway. I, I don't think I'll be able to finish the, those songs. And maybe I'll get a second wind. I don't know. Never got the second wind. But if you want to hear the whole broadcast, it's a really cool podcast. It's on The New Yorker. It's... Uh, and uh, you can just Google it online. It's uh, it's 27 Minutes with Leonard Cohen and this uh, pretty interesting guy that got a chance to sit down and interview him. You know, this is interesting. A number of Canadian residents suddenly found out that they have worthless wads of cash sitting at home. Really? Uh, yeah. And Chris, unless you have some rupees, you're all right here. But the oh. Indian government abruptly scrapped its highest denomination of the currency this week. Tuesday, in fact, the Indian Prime Minister announced in a surprise broadcast that his government was withdrawing all 500 and 1,000 Indian rupee notes. And if you're just thinking, why am I just hearing about this now and you're freaked out about it, you're hearing about it now at least. We're talking about it. Um, these are the equivalent of about uh, 10 to $20. And it's uh, apparently his reasoning was he's taking it, uh, this action to combat corruption, money laundering, counterfeiting that's uh, going on in India and people in India are, are told to, to deposit their uh, notes in banks and post office savings accounts before the end of the year. And, it's, you know, they, until the new rupees are delivered. But anyone else outside India, you're out of luck. And so people who live here in Canada are scrambling. They don't know what to do. It's according to the High Commission in India, in uh, High Commission of, in of India and Ottawa, they uh, they haven't got any guidance on the matter. So you're left right now with what could be worthless banknotes. And a lot of people are thinking, well, why do people have rupees? Well, why do you have American dollars at home? If you're yeah. going to travel to a foreign country on a even a somewhat regular basis, I've maybe got an it's American every few. Twenty in my wallet that I just walk around with, and why? The, the chance that I <laughs> find cross yourself the border. in America, yeah. America. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, there you know, it's it, apparently a lot of uh, people that live here in Canada say, you know, they haven't switched over the rupees because of the unfavorable conversion rate. Well, especially if you're planning to go back. I, I know Indian people who go back and forth to India every few years. They've yeah. got family, they've got kids there, they've got parents there, whatever. They're going back and forth every few years. Uh so why bother changing it if you're just going to turn around and uh, and go back anyway? Apparently, some people have heard uh, that their friends taking um, money back to India for them and getting it switched over there. But the TD Bank right now says, you know, all Canadian banks, including their own branches, unable to process, buy or sell transactions of Indian rupees. Stand by, though. They will uh, let you know as soon as they find out how to proceed. But that's got to be scary. Finding out you've, you've kept foreign currency and it could be absolutely worthless. Uh, speaking of scary things, you know, uh, Kevin O'Leary is now saying Trudeau, wrong guy to deal with big bad Trump uh, south of the border. He's saying that, you know, uh, my imagery is of uh, Donald Trump versus Trudeau, Godzilla versus Bambi. It's going to be ugly. Now, you know, he's probably going to run for the uh, the progressive conservative. I don't know if time has run out. I got to double think check it has? that before I say that out loud. Well, you know, there was <laughs> there was up. rumor that he yeah. would be running uh, I, yeah, for the I know leadership. He, he chatted about that, but I don't know if that if he's actually going to do anything. He about thinks that. that Dustin Trudeau is the wrong guy 
to uh, talk about, you know, because O'Leary's saying he recommends scrapping the federal carbon plans and immediately pushing the pipeline from east to west in Canada. Do I think Justin Trudeau could do that? No, we got the wrong guy. We need a Trump guy that's going to compete. You don't think he's thinking of running? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I honestly, as much as you know, I'm not a, a, a giant fan of Justin Trudeau's. I think that, I think he'll have a hard time dealing with Trump. I hope that he's not too snarky and doesn't push. Doesn't smug. D- exactly, not he's snarky. Not too, I think too he's smug. smug I hope he's not too smug. smug when dealing with him. I think I don't think he's got it in him to be as smug as the people who work for him are going to try and egg him on to be. Mm. I think there's a lot of people who work in the prime minister's office who have his ear who are going to be saying, hey, you know what, people here don't really like Trump. You've gotta, you don't want to look like you're as chummy with him as you were with Barack Obama. People liked him here. So you've got to be smug. Yeah, Maybe just sort of flip your nose at him a little bit. And, and just be dismissive. Be, be sarcastic in press well, conferences. Well, I hope nobody's doing that. I, I hope no one telling, would give him that advice because I think it's bad him, advice. I think... I think people give Justin Trudeau bad advice every single day, and I worry that that's the kind of advice he's getting right now. Well, I hope it doesn't keep you up overnight. That's all I got to say. I sleep like a baby. You wonder what Hillary Clinton's been doing since the loss? She's actually been hiking. Not crying? Uh, Well, she might have been crying on the trails. I mean, if you want to, you know, get out into nature and have a big cry, that's the place to do it, away (laughs) from uh, prying eyes. This woman uh, posted a picture of her and Hillary uh, hiking in uh, Chappaqua County, I believe. Uh, she, her name is Margaret Gerster, and she said she was, you know, feeling a little heartbroken herself over the election results, decided to take her daughters on their favorite hike while being, you know, hiking along the trail. Who does she bump in, into? Hillary and Bill. They're taking their dogs for a walk. She said, I got to hug her and talk to her and tell her it's all going to be okay. <laughs> Anyhow, she uh, posted a picture up on Facebook, so and she thanked her. Wish them sweet pleasantries and let them continue their walk. Well, very nice. The sunset. Yeah. Um, what else is happening in the world? Oh, yeah. Speaking of Americans, yesterday we were talking about Americans uh, wanting to move to Canada, and we were talking to, to someone from Royal LePage yeah. about the calls that they've been getting. This is interesting. Uh, apparently, a weatherman in uh, Tulsa on a newscast was giving directions on how to get here. So let me give you the quickest and directest route to Canada from Tulsa. You'd leave out of Tulsa here. You take Highway 75 <laughs> northbound, okay, 75 northbound up through Kansas, uh-huh. past Kansas City. Yep. When you get into Omaha, mm-hmm. watch for that junction for Interstate 29, because then you want to take I-29 yep. out of Omaha, Nebraska, right here. You want to take Interstate 29. That'll get you up through Sioux Falls, South Dakota, then up into North Dakota, and literally I-29 will go to the Canadian border. Now... They're laughing at me. Now, when you get to Canada, this is serious stuff. When you get to Canada, you're going to hit the, the border here. Make sure you've got your, either your card or your passport, okay, to get into Canada now. And then you're going to get back on what is known as Highway 75 in Canada, or it's actually the Lord's Cell. Uh, the Lord's what? Wow, uh, that's in. The Lord's Cell. Ah. I, don't, I don't know what it is. But anyhow, uh, that is in Saskatchewan. I think he was giving them directions on how to get to Saskatchewan. Uh, I, I was expecting a left at a McDonald's somewhere, but I guess that would be too confusing. There's a lot of McDonald's. You don't want to get... right at a squiggly rock. <laughs> right. Have you ever gotten that? Someone sends you to their cottage? What's a squiggly rock? I get, I've gotten the most bizarre instructions on how to get to people's cottages. You're going to see a funny-shaped tree, and mm-hmm. you're going to... 
funny how? <laughs> funny to you might not be so funny to me. Are you talking sense of humor wise yeah. or funny unusual? Are you talking like funny, funny strange funny or funny, like funny like huh? Clown? Which is it? Funny like a clown, like the trees here to amuse you? 